Hello, my name's Aaron Espindola. Hi, I'm Linda Ojai. And welcome to another episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. So it's lovely to see you again, Aaron. Lovely sunny day. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, it's really hot outside lately. I don't know if you were outside today, but um, I went for a trail walk with my friends and it was so, so hot. I think it was like 26 degrees outside. So very hot. <laughs> no, sadly, we've, we've got um, we got the long weekend coming, which I guess everybody gets a long weekend or most people do. And then back to work for four days. And then we've got the week off to work in the garden the week after that. And 10 to 1, it'll be raining. You get, you bet it'll be raining. Yeah, I know. It's uh, May 2-4, right? The May 2-4 weekend? Yeah, the, the May 2-4 one, we're just having the regular long weekend. And then we go back to work for four days. And then, is it the 31st or something, or the 1st of June? We've got five days off work to do the garden and tidy the garage. And so if it's raining, we'll just tidy the garage. <laughs> yeah. It'd be good if it was raining just because then people aren't going to be outside tempted to go with their crowds. Um, that'll slow down the COVID, COVID spread. I don't mind what it does the long weekend, really, because we're not doing special. But the week I'm on holiday with Dave to do the garden, I don't want it to rain. <laughs> I bet it will. So um, what are we talking about today, my dear? So today I thought it'd be a really good topic Um because of your background and being a motivational speaker, I thought it'd be an amazing um, for you to talk to us about uh, how, how you got started and how it's going so far and maybe any tips or anything you want to show or tell our viewers or listeners um, if they're interested in, in being motivational speakers. Because I know when I was in high school, we always had motivational speakers come, uh, whether it was business or just uh, like there's, I think there's a photography one right now. Um, <laughs> they just come in and talk to us, and I thought always thought it was super cool, but I was really scared. So I, I wanted to see like what you thought about it and how you started and all that. Well, <laughs> um, for those of you who are interested, it's easier now um, if you're um, say a TikTok person and you've become famous. It's easier to become any kind of professional speaker, really. So I started 20, 20 years ago, and I'd actually gone back to school for a year to be do an admin course. I wanted to be a secretary again. Um, basically, when I was there, I heard this motivational speaker, and I had never heard one before. And I said to him, how can I do that? And he goes, well, just do as many talks for free as possible. Now, 20 years ago... Um, there weren't as many people wanting to be a motivational speaker as there is today, so I got in nice and early. So a teacher at the school overheard me and said to me, would you like to do a presentation to the class that, you know, the health and wellness class? So I stood there talking about myself for an hour. It was amazing. And um, I went home and told Dave and the kids, and I said, I'm not going to be a secretary. I'm going to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> Well, that, that's awesome. Um, how are you able to come up with your content? Um, I'm sure you had to have a structure for it. All those years ago, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good question. How did I come up with the structure? If you can imagine, say you wanted to be a garage mechanic and you, you saw a garage mechanic at work, 
you really wouldn't know what to do unless that person told you, would you? So nobody told me what to do. Well, I just thought you stand up there, you talk, um, get as many free talks as possible, and then you're rich and famous. Uh, so um, I didn't come to any schools in Guelph, but I did most of the talks um, across uh, Waterloo Region, Cambridge, Kitchener, and I did Conestoga College, I did the universities. And what that did, for those of the people who were interested, it it helped me hone um, what I was doing good and what I was doing bad, if that makes sense. Have you ever heard a motivational speaker? Uh, they're either boring or get frazzled if they forget where they are with a PowerPoint or something. Yeah, I've heard some that come in, uh, just more or less speakers, especially like if they're business, they're not um, enthusiastic as much. So they, it gets a little dry in some uh, some areas. So yeah, I have, I have seen that. Um. <laughs> I didn't think about what you did or anybody else did. I just thought about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to convey to the audience. And the girls in particular, around about your age or a bit younger, all these years ago, they, I had no brand. It's about pink and grey now. I didn't have any money for clothes. You know, I was really poor at that time. So the, the girls would say, I love your accent. Oh, I love your boots. I love your clothes. And I thought to myself, so it's something to do with my appearance and people liking the way I talk. But what about my my presentations right and this is for free so I'm going to tell everybody out there it's harder today even now if you're a really unknown person so you got to do a lot of free talks so then I started giving out questionnaires has anybody done that when when you've heard them speak giving out a questionnaire to the teacher to give to you and you say was the speaker good was the topic good no every speaker that we've had it's more or less the speaker comes up talks to us and then just leaves uh, maybe talks to the teacher a little bit and then kind of leaves. Um, yeah, we don't really have questionnaires. Well, I guess it was my profession. I guess these people are doing it, you know. It's funny, though, because I, I went to your school many times years ago and the students would surround me and go, how much money do you make? You know, how easy is it? And I could never leave, even though, you know, it was nice being there. So cutting a long story short then, so practice not practice as if you're doing a speech you don't need a script whatever you're going to talk about if you don't know your topic then you're not going to be any good you don't need a powerpoint do as many free talks as as you can so you can't do what i did all those years ago because i think we've, i've asked you this before i used to um type in google um i used to type what presentations are out there on health and wellness at a conference and do they need speakers and then I think we went through this before I said do you know what a fax is and he said yeah <laughs> you know a fax machine and I had a fax machine in those days and I would I would have to fill in a form say what my topic was send it off so the word I'm looking for here then and now is perseverance because if you don't persevere so I did it the hard way I think what made me really successful was building a brand, uh, knowing what topic worked, and also um, persevering and not being sad or annoyed when somebody said no to me. And my first paid talk after leaving school was um, $1,500 to talk about myself for an hour. So I bet, I bet a lot of people would like that, wouldn't they? Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm picking up too that you're very passionate about what you do. So I think for our listeners, you you obviously have to be passionate because if you're not, then it doesn't. It's not you may you might be able to do it in the beginning a bit, but once you have like um, like for example, you have to keep going in for free. Sometimes if you don't have that passion behind it, you're just not gonna be successful. So that's um, it's I guess it's really important to be passionate about what you're gonna be talking about. Yeah, if you're standing up there talking about different things, but you're not passionate about it, the audience will pick up on it and you'll get bored. Now, some speakers become complacent. Um, I'm not going to name the speaker. It was quite some time ago. I really admired the guy who had written books and everything. And Dave and I got a free ticket to go and see him at Bingaman's. And I kind of critique speakers now, even if they're rich and famous. And I was really disappointed with this one because... He'd been doing it so many years, it was as if I really don't care, just buy my book. And he was boring. And I said to Dave, I'm never going to be like that. And also say the conference wants a PowerPoint presentation off you and the PowerPoint, the screen doesn't work or anything, you know, the computer doesn't work. If you can't make it up, because nobody knows whether you're telling the truth or not, if you can't make it up and remember it, then you're not going to be any good anyhow. So perseverance. Okay. Um, Networking really didn't help me get paid gigs but it did help me become the social sweetheart who everybody really liked like i've had paid gigs here locally but they're smaller ones than say around the world you know the the ones say i don't know america um you know england places like that where they pay the really good books um for, and the other thing is, say you, for instance, Aaron, if you got up and told a story about how you started your business selling clothes, what would be the message that you want to leave with people? Jeez. <laughs> for me, I would uh, I would just say that it has to be something that you're passionate about. Um, that That's kind of like the main thing. Just follow what you, you you're like your heart wants to do kind of. Um, it usually isn't wrong. Sometimes it'll take you the wrong way, but eventually, you'll, if you're if you're passionate about what you do, then you can be picking up garbage and you'll have a blast doing it, right? I, I love that. I really love that. But let's imagine you're asked to speak at Conestoga College about um, building a business, and they want to know how you built your brand. So obviously, being positive comes into it, but there's a lot of other things. So I kind of tell them what I want to tell them three times but in a different way so for a start whenever you're doing a presentation the opening line has to catch their attention I know when I used to go to some of the schools the students were laying on the desk with their head in their hands and yawning and throwing paper at each other and you think to yourself even if one person in the audience is interested you know that person is important so yeah passion comes into it but um you can't you can't really stick to one topic for the whole of your career because people get bored and secondly your message can't always be the same because people get bored so in your case um what was it that started you know made you think you wanted to start your own business um for me it's always just not wanting to have a like a cap over how much i want to make in my lifetime i just want to be able to put in all the work that I want to put in and then be able to like monetize that and get paid properly for what, it, what I do. Um, the idea of working for yourself, just being your own boss and 
um, having a network of people to help you build something that you really like or really want to. And also, um, I, I always like businesses that make the world a better place. So it's always going to be something that challenges um, like the status quo with the clothing brand. I'm trying to um, challenge the over-censorship issue with the, uh, the landscaping stuff. We're trying to build a more convenient way for all customers to order um, and not have to deal with multiple different uh, subcontractors. We could all they could all deal with it under one person. And we're just trying to kind of make it easier for people. So I, I like when you said the non censorship. I like that. It's very important with the way the world is going. And I think we discussed this in our last pod- podcast, didn't we? So if you started with that sentence, that would really get people's attention. And then in some way, in the middle of the presentation, you repeat that, but with different words. Now, that might sound odd, but basically you're making the same point um, about how you're going to change the world, but maybe you don't bring in the censorship. You would say um, you want to change the world by uh, maybe offering really affordable clothes. You know, that's kind of the idea. So it's really the same thing. So. So, again, it was really difficult for me because if you can imagine, I'd never been a professional speaker before, very shy. I'm still very shy. So my family thought, God, what is she doing? How can she do this? But when I get on a stage, I feel so confident. It's like now I'm just taking over the whole show because I love to talk. Um, How are you able to get over your shyness? Uh, Like for myself, I usually when I go up to present, I get really nervous and I start getting all like red and I start like hot. So to calm myself down, I just try to joke. Like I say a joke in the beginning or I just smile or laugh. Um, and then that usually calms me down. I, t- I usually t- like take a couple deep breaths. But what do you do? What would you suggest? I am always nervous even now. And as you know, um, I've traveled the world speaking. I've had my own TV show. I've been doing podcasts for a long time. Um, I am always nervous and that's good because if you're not nervous, you become complacent. So I like the fact that you're nervous. But remember, once you've made your joke and you're getting on with your talk, the audience is yours. They are here to hear you. So basically, be yourself. Don't try and be anybody else. I love Toastmasters. Toastmasters are great. But I don't, never wanted to be a Toastmaster because I don't want to be like everybody else. Toastmasters is good if you want to be a salesman. So you've got a great personality. You've got a great look and feel. So I think you would be really great. And nervousness is nothing to worry about. Okay. So it's all about uh, building a brand around your strengths, right? So making sure that you have uh, like a, you, you were saying the pink thing and having a uh, social media account that has all the social sweetheart stuff. Well, I didn't have that. I didn't have that all those years ago. So basically, what I, what I had to do, I went to the dollar store and I got blue cardboard, um, um, what you call them, folders. And my logo is very colourful. It's six steps in building bricks. So Dave made me some labels. I stuck it on the side of the fold and I went to all the schools. Because remember, I was still doing this for free, but I wanted them to pass my information on to people who would pay me. So I went round all the schools leaving this blue folder with my logo on. And the reason I put it on the side of the folder, um, what do they call the people who do the talk, the people who book the presenters? Um, they have people at the schools who phone people like me or email them, say, can you come and speak at our school? But I can't remember what they were called. Like program coordinators? 
maybe they have a drawer which they pulled out and showed me of all these um, light coloured folders which didn't stand out from the crowd so they could always pick mine up easy because so that's so social media makes it easy to do that but I couldn't do that could I because there was no social media I also got to know as many local businesses as possible and told them why I'd started as a motivational speaker and it's a wonderful story as you know um, I'd had breast cancer twice and I was working three jobs and I almost lost my home and then people can't say no to you so if your story is good and it's true um, so what I would advise to anybody out there today look at other people or different ages who are being paid well you like Tony Robbins did you mention Tony Robbins or is it someone else no I think that was someone else I'm, yeah I'm not really familiar with Tony Robbins this is it you see because he's been an amazing speaker and trainer for years not my kind of person um, and there were lots of others in my day so what I would do I would look at them and think well they're all men you know I don't want to be like them but what are the women like so I googled all the women speakers in Toronto and they look very well dressed and they wore lots of jewelry and that lovely hair but they were all kind of not like me which was good they were all kind of you know the same and so yeah so what I would do in this day and age um, whoever you really like on social media or in the movies or anywhere like that I would look at how they present themselves on stage or on the TV and I would make notes how that reflects your personality or how you want to be different to that person but the clue here is have you made it big on TikTok um, have you written a, a really good book um, are you really into health and wellness or um, you know talking about bullying if you've got a good topic and you can wind a story around it like our guest a couple of weeks ago what was his name the guy who works with autistic kids oh Michael Michael Marino so he with his story should be getting on the stage and basically you know wowing the audience with his story and basically you know that, that's one good example because he's only a young guy isn't he? he's got a great story he's walking his talk you know brand brand isn't just about wearing pink it's about your message it's about how you treat people um, but the thing is it's never-ending job honestly and now the pandemic has come I'm not traveling anywhere I'm not being paid to speak apart from say what you call an honorarium which is not even half your fee and I don't mind I love helping people or I do free talks now and I don't mind I know I'll be back again one day so if you in particular wanted to be a motivational speaker or a professional speaker I would say yeah just do your homework look at what other people are doing see how you stand out from the crowd and basically have a I guess you you only need a one-page website today. I've got a couple of websites and have on there a, a page where the people who book you up to speak can go to your page. Okay, be prepared and be professional from day one. Make their life easy. So if I was going to book you to speak for one of my events, I'd want a photo. I'd want a bio. I'd want an overview of the talk. I want to know, you know, do you need a, a, um, a lapel microphone or do you want a hand? Have all those on your speaker's page and make sure that they can contact you easily and it's a cutthroat industry and I found many years ago if somebody emails you normally the first person who emails them back and says yes 
is the person who gets the gig because the person who's booking you just wants a speaker and they don't want to keep phoning lots of people. So also check your email if you've applied for any speaking gigs because you might be the lucky one to get it. It sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> the opposite. It sounds very difficult. It definitely is a lot of work. Um, from what I've gathered, a lot of work. So if you are, if any of our viewers are interested in doing that, um, it's not it's not an easy route. It's it's definitely going to be a lot of uh, time effort, especially reaching out. And then I'm assuming it's like the same way with my business. We we contact customers and we get a lot of no's or just a lot of people not responding. So I'm assuming it's gonna, it's a lot of <laughs> rejection. <laughs> Not so much now, but in the early days, like I say, people would find me and, and come to me. And then the speakers bureau, I'm on a few speakers bureaus, so they will get the clients for you. And they take a small percentage, but that's okay. But to be honest, I've got most of my really good presentations myself. Um, I've been on Twitter many, many years, and um, I don't know when it was. Dave would know, maybe about five or six years ago. This woman on Twitter says, can we talk privately? We need a speaker for... It was somewhere in America, I can't remember where now, um, on this topic, and we think you would fit the bill, you were recommended. And I go, that's not really my topic, but I'll look at it. And Dave says, yeah, why not? You know, so they pay for you to fly there, stay in a hotel, and they pay you to do the talk. And um, what I did, I made the topic from my perspective. I think the topic was the digital revolution or something. It was exciting, though, doing a completely different topic that I'd never done before and talking about how I'd approach the digital revolution. And I took it from the perspective of um, if you don't care about your customers because you've gone digital and they have to press all these different buttons to get to somebody, you know, never forget the customer service and the aftercare. So I guess another tip is this one. You'll love this one. Think quickly, okay? Think quickly. So my first workshop, a workshop, I don't know about now, because I didn't want to do workshops, I just wanted to stand on the stage. But, but I did a couple of workshops and they are hard work. So my first one recommended, so I trot so long, I'm not feeling very well, I had a cold. And this person said to me, we want, we want you to talk about team building for this reason. Never done a workshop, never done team building. And so my little brain's thinking, I go, you know, I don't think we should call it team building because people will feel offended. You know, the team's falling apart. Let's call it a vision for your team. Duh. How do I think of it? I don't know. And then I went home and I thought, I know nothing about this. So I went to the library because we didn't have social media then. And I, and I found what I wanted to do. And Dave is a sweetheart because my writing is terrible. And so, you know, that. The white paper that you flip back and you write on it for the audience. What's that called? Yeah, yeah. So if I'd have written on it, there wouldn't. So Dave ahead of time wrote my notes that, you know, then I could talk to them about. He's such a good help. You need something to help you. And it was one of the best, best ones I've ever done. It was a workshop. It was relatively easy. And then I got referrals from that. So again, if you really think you can work it out, say yes and go home and work it out because it's not rocket science, is it? No. And at the worst worst case scenario, you get some experience, right? If uh, if it's something that you're not interested in doing, at least you know now. So definitely for any of our viewers listening, just pull the trigger, try it out, send some emails, um, make sure that's in the field that you want to um, talk about and I guess build a, build a brand around it. So you said that you were speaking about something and you weren't too familiar with it, but you decided to research it and 
put it in your perspective and that's something that's that was super unique so i always think about it from a simple perspective because i haven't been trained in it and i'm not you know, I didn't used to be in the corporate world. So I'm a people person. I think you are too. So I observe people. Yeah. And, you know, when I worked in the shoe store, I hated it. I got badly treated. I made a bit of money. But customer service was my forte. And so a couple of years ago, I did lots of customer service gigs. And then, you know, um, what's the other one? Um, the diversity, which we talked about, you know, the other day, you know, and there were so many things. Oh, and cleaning in a hotel and you're invisible to the clients in the hotel and you're cleaning their bedroom. You know, never do a job for the money, you know. So I always tell the students this. And also, women in particular, I don't know about our, our listeners, but I've been invited to some colleges sometimes to just women talks. And they've said that guys tend to hit on them in the business perspective. And no, I don't think a woman should change the way she dresses because guys are coming on to her. It is about being very professional in the sense of have maybe a folder or a laptop ready at the meeting and say you're having a lunch together and if the guy says something inappropriate and what's inappropriate to you might not be to me so I'm not going to give you an example but if it makes the, the young lady or young woman uncomfortable at this business meeting open the laptop, open the folder and say well we better get on you know we want to get this business meeting out of the way so it's a difficult one um but i don't think a woman or a man should dress in a certain way so that people don't you know people think it's not appropriate i think we should, should obviously dress appropriately for work you know um i've never spoken at a guys conference about women coming onto them though <laughs> does that happen <laughs> do you think that happens Aaron? <laughs> I, I personally, I think it would happen. Um, I, I think it'd be more like a a good thing for, for guys. We brag about that usually. We don't, it's because uh, guys, I think I was watching this one video and they were talking about how guys don't get complimented as much as girls do. So when they do get a compliment, they don't see it negative. They just see it as something that can make their whole day and they usually hold on to that. So I feel like we take it a little bit different. And then also it's depending on what they say, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, most guys, I think it's most guys, I may be speaking out of turn, if they are complimenting a woman in a nice way and not just, you know, flirting with her, I think we should be able to take the compliment. I offended my daughter a couple of years ago. Melissa, I love her to bits, but we're talking about this topic. Alison, in my day, we used to have to walk to the bus stop and wait at the bus stop to go to the office, you know, and guys would whistle at you. And I never had anybody whistle at me. Melissa, Melissa, that's rude, whistle at a woman. I go, well, in my day, it was a compliment. <laughs> but nobody whistled at me. <laughs> so, again, you know, um, even that is a topic for somebody to talk about, you know, at a presentation, what some people find offensive, other people don't, you know. And um, maybe sometimes it's funny, maybe sometimes it's not. But I guess my point is, don't try and be clever, you know. Um, you've got to have the scientific ones. You've got to have the ones that are all about figures and, and money and stuff like that. They present a purpose. I'm not one of those. I'm just one who tells stories. Storytelling is really a great way to go and, and capture your audience. And then I love it when somebody, you know, 
couple of years ago before COVID would email me and say to me, you know, you did a lovely presentation, you've really touched my heart or you've really taught me something. And Dave used to like it when, say we're in a restaurant in Niagara Falls and somebody comes up to me and says, oh, I was at your conference a couple of years ago, I bought your book and Dave would say, she's famous. I don't think I'm famous in any way, but who doesn't want to be complimented? Who doesn't? I always thought people were famous when people come over um, to our school and do presentations. I was I was always like looking at them like, oh my god, they're so famous. <laughs> Let me touch them. <laughs> Maybe some of that fame can come on to me. I used to love doing the school, so I really did. Um, and I used to do the um, Conestoga Skills Contest where they used to have to do certain things in front of the judges, and that's a really good way to, for me to meet other people who were judges who might want me to do a presentation. Okay, yeah. So it's just putting yourself in situations where you can, like, maybe it's not like a direct motivational speech that you're going to be doing. It's something else, but it's always never closing a door, never opening your. Well, what's that one quote? There's like, there's a quote out there. It's like, never close a door to an opportunity or something. Well, no, this is nothing. Honestly, I've got this far by looking at opportunities where other people miss them out. Now, an opportunity isn't if you said to me, Linda, give me a thousand dollars, I'll make you famous. I wouldn't give you the thing. I can do it on my own, thank you. <laughs> so where money's concerned, you know, don't be taking in with these opportunities. Uh, but no, basically, I look, you know, I was a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers from an early, just after a year after I started. It's a lot of money to join, but really you get a lot of mentoring and help and stuff like that. But I wasn't getting any of the paid talks. I was getting a lot of the freebies. And one of my mentors said to me, don't do that one. It's not worth it. It's another freebie. And I go, you know, I want to give back. I don't just want to take money. And I got there and there was all these delegates and people who were like famous and nice to know. And they really liked me. And I thought, oh, and yes, I got some referrals out of it. But giving back will never be something that I want to stop doing. Um, if you said to me, I've got no money for my conference. Uh, my admin would um, Google you. Now it used to be my daughter. And if you paid somebody last year, why can't you pay me this year? <laughs> uh, but if you really can't pay, I'll do a freebie. And then the next step up is an honorarium, and then it's the proper fee. So, yeah, what I would say is, you, anybody you know, it's a fun thing to do. Give it a try. And if you get paid for it, good. If not, you're doing a lot of good in the world. Yeah, that's that's a really good message to leave uh, leave our viewers and listeners. So <laughs> that's a, that's solid. <laughs> I bet you wish you had a mastery now, because go blah blah blah. I just love to talk. <laughs> See, I was yeah, I was very interested because um, like I, I really like business stuff, and I have little brothers, so I always try to talk to them about it. And I just naturally always like helping uh, younger kids because I put I for me a big thing is kids. Like I really like to help kids. Um, I feel like uh they're they're our future right so um go, being someone that just went through the school system and i didn't really i didn't really like it it wasn't really geared for me i wish i would have seen a bit more from entrepreneurs and some people that talk to me about business so that i don't just go into the business world without knowing anything and that's what i did and then i realized okay i need to actually learn something so i went to school finished conestoga well i'm finishing conestoga but it, it would have been nice to, to have a speaker about that, so I was interested in that. I think what you'd be good at, there's something called, I don't know if I'm getting the name right, 
Business Partnership of Waterloo Region or something. I can send you the link. Um, and basically, you just sign up on the website um, to be one of the speakers. And then you could get called into the schools when they're back in operation again. Or you could do a virtual tour. And you could talk about that topic about how, you know, you like helping younger kids realise what college really is about. Or... Um, and I think, I know the name of the lady, Julie Dressinger. She's absolutely lovely. I did that many, many years ago for quite some years. And then my business took off and I was traveling all over the world. And I still managed to do a few, but I really love going to the schools and colleges. So you or anybody else listening, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll get Dave to put the information on the podcast page because they'd look for some more volunteers. And I think you'd be amazing, Aaron, and probably everybody out there would be amazing. This uh, this past week, I actually, because um, I'm from Guelph. I don't know if any of our viewers know I'm from Guelph. So if you see me in Guelph, it's me or my twin brother. But <laughs> but uh, there's a small business center, uh, and they do like the whole summer program, like summer summer company. And I, when I was young, I didn't. No one told me about it. I didn't know anything about that. I just went to the business center. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I went there, and they told me all about it. So I was like really interested in that. Um, but it's just unfortunate that they don't, I, I'm not sure if they do it now, but when I was in school, they didn't really have anyone coming to the schools telling you, Hey, the government wants to help people, young people that are wanting to become business people, entrepreneurs pursue that. And why don't you come to the small business center more or less and help you out? I know the one that, um, I'm associated with in Kitchener at City Hall, they're still doing it if you want any information, because it could be different now. I don't know, but you, and again, they're all a bit different. You get a certain amount of money, three or four thousand dollars, but I think you've got to be returning to school. So if you're not returning to school, then maybe it's not. But then there's another one for the next step. So again, it's the Waterloo Region Small Business Centre in Kitchener, and the person to contact is Rob Clement, and he's absolutely amazing. I used to go along. To that summer company for quite some years and open it on a Saturday and talk about my journey into business and it was such it was absolutely amazing it really was because they're all what did they, what age do they start at is it high school up to college yeah I think it's I want to say 16 oh is it 16 yeah and they were amazing the kids uh, 16 17 have you heard me talk about Vidyard in the past? Vidyard, it's a, um, a video platform company. They're local to Kitchener. Okay. One of the co-founders of that now very successful company started off at the summer company. He went along there to do the... Because it would help pay with his school costs while he was building his company. So that is a really good way to go. And, you know, even if you go along and say, I'm starting a business as a motivational speaker, they might say, have you been talking to Linda? <laughs> can we help? The things that will help you, though, is the marketing, the mentoring. Um, I think you have to actually come up with a business, which would be difficult for a motivational speaker. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's why I thought it was a good topic to talk about, because I feel like there would be other people interested in maybe becoming a speaker as well and just not knowing anything about that. No, like speaking with you now, I, I know that you kind of have to have what you're going to be talking about. You have to have like an idea of what branding you want to put behind it. Um, you want to build a rapport of customers that you did stuff for free and that they recommend you and all that. So, And the reason, well, the reason I mention all those things is some people jump to the goalpost and get rejected early. 
So if you don't look like you're ready and you haven't got a story or a topic, who's going to book you? So basically, it's all about being ready, even you. I'm sure you got a website ready before you started your business and you knew what clothes you were going to sell, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm one of those people that really wanted to cure, like make everything perfect that I had to kind of stop doing that because I it was never up to my standard. And that's one thing that stops a lot of entrepreneurs is always thinking that it always has to be perfect, but just getting the wheels rolling um, is something that's really important because then you work on all those things as it goes and see what kind of uh, feedback your customers give you. I think that's really good advice. Well, I'm sorry I've talked you all to death, but I actually haven't spoken for about now three months apart from like I've got business consultants, I speak to them, but this felt like a little presentation. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, honestly, a lot of our viewers are going to find all this information super helpful. So thank you a lot, Linda, for, for talk, talking about this. Well, thank you. Um, you're an amazing co-host. And um, I guess you've just given me an idea for one of our topics in the coming weeks or months, you know, we could find information um, between us about the summer company or other things that the government are offering for people who want to start their own business and share it on air because they might not know where to look. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a perfect episode. Um, and then for anyone that's listening or viewing, just make sure to check us out on our Instagram page at the Next Gen Business Podcast and as well as our YouTube channel, which is the same same username. Um, and then I believe that's our website as well, correct? <laughs> like that's dot com. <laughs> okay. Uh, next gen business podcast.com. I'm terrible. If anybody wants to know who Dave is, he's the guy who does all the clever bits in the background while we waffle on. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to say goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's going to be a goodbye from me as well. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.